welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 259, A Successful Fall Turkey Hunt. And I am your host and the guy who's coming to you from location this week as I am at the beach with my lovely bride and having a good time down at the Gulf Coast enjoying some sun and sand and salt water a little relaxation and maybe a cold beer or four and hey right now we are 156 days 9 hours 55 minutes and 33 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. Now, we're 156 days out, but here's the good news. We don't have to wait that long to hear a turkey killing story because I've got one for you guys today as I've got Cameron Weddington back on the show with us again today. You know, I had him on last week and he was telling us about his first fall turkey hunt and that he had a little bit of excitement during that hunt. And I told him last week, I said, look, when you kill a turkey, I want to have you back on the show and tell us the story of the turkey. So he went back into that same area this past weekend where he hunted the weekend before. And, well, here's Cameron to tell us all about his first successful fall turkey hunt. Listen in and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, everybody. I am glad to tell you that I have on the line with me this evening Cameron Weddington, who needs no introduction other than to say is a first-time fall turkey killer. Oh, yeah. Not even a first-time fall turkey hunter anymore, which is what you were last week. But you graduated (laughs) quickly up the ranks, and you're now a first-time fall turkey killer. And we've got you on this evening to tell the story about your first successful fall turkey hunt. But before we get into that, I want you to put me on speakerphone for a second. All right, hold on just a second. He wants to be on speakerphone. Hey, Thomas. Hey, man. How are you? Good, good. How you doing? I'm very well, thank you. So I'm going to thank you right now on the show because what everyone listening right now doesn't know is that you are about to hear this story of Cameron's turkey hunt or turkey kill 
for the second time in the past hour. <laughs> and Lord only knows how many times you've heard it before yeah. these two times. I'm pretty times. sure I can do the story. I'm pretty sure I can tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> you want, do you want Thomas to tell the story for me? <laughs> I think Thomas might embellish it too much. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We may get the true story out of Thomas, though. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Well, Thomas, I appreciate your patience. Cameron, I appreciate your patience. And so I'm going to fill everybody else in on this now. What you guys listening don't know is that I just got through recording this very story with Cameron not even 10 yep. minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, maybe. And it was a, I will say it was a 45 minutes of gold it, that, that is lost in the world now. It was podcast gold, but it, it really was like you folks will never know what you missed with some sort of weird technical glitch. What I got was zero seconds of zero audio, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So I called Cameron and he said, well, you better be glad that I am in the midst of a long road trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lucky, uh, if it ever had to happen, it happened at the right time because Thomas and I will be on the road all night, actually. We're about 12 hours away still, so... And you are 12 hours away from tell everybody what you're about to do. We are headed to South Dakota to do a duck hunt. And then Saturday morning or Saturday at noon, the pheasant season opens. So we will be duck hunting in the morning and then we'll pheasant hunt in the afternoon. And we're going to hopefully bring home lots of birds and do a lot of dog. The dog work is going to be a big part of it. We have my lab. My brother brought his lab. And then we're bringing a German short hair that another guy in our party it's his dog for the pheasant hunting so it should be a really a big time and we're doing that in south dakota that'll be a lot of fun and are you guys hunting public land we are some of both it's going to okay. be some freelance mostly freelance for the ducks and then the pheasant hunting one guy has a contact up here who kind of carries us around and puts us on it's a pretty good spot he has permission around here so It'll be a mixture of both. Mostly, I think it is mostly private for the pheasants, and then I'd say mostly public spots for the ducks. But it's a heck of a drive. This is my fourth time driving to South Dakota, and doing it overnight is intense. But yeah, usually worth it in the end. <laughs> yeah, you've done it now four times within the past six, or not four times, but two times now within the past six months. Yes, yes. I've been here the past two springs and the past two winters. Uh, or fall, I guess. Yeah. Good so deal. It's, uh, that should good, be a good yeah. hunt. That should be a heck of a lot of fun. I know you've done it before, and and you kind of it'll be fun what to do, but, yeah, that'll be a good time. Yeah, you know, regardless of killing birds, it'll be a lot of fun, and that'll just be icing on the cake. We actually do kill quite a few. So we're looking forward to it. I know my dog is ready to roll. He's be his first time out of the box this year, so. Yeah. I bet, I bet he's going to be fired up in the morning. Oh yeah, we're gonna when the gun goes off, he's going to be ready to roll. Mm -hmm. uh, it should be a lot of fun. Good deal. Well, 
I look forward to hearing some stories about your trip up there with your brothers and with your dad and that'll be a great trip i look forward to hearing some of those stories but right now yep. i want to hear a turkey get down to the real story. stuff yeah yeah let's, let's talk about get serious. what this show is all about turkey killing so well, i got this story and it's like nothing you've ever heard before <laughs> especially not in the last hour <laughs> oh lay it on me i want to hear it <laughs> right. hey before so, you start you uh, know you know those people that you hang around that tell stories multiple times the same story yep. over and over and they tell it like you've never heard it before like they didn't tell it to you eight times before and exactly when they tell it each time it's a little bit different. Maybe it's embellished a little bit in this part or a little bit in that part. Or it may sound like a completely different story to you altogether because it's been embellished so much. I'm looking forward mm -hmm. to hearing this story of your turkey hunt, which will now be my third time to hear it. And yeah, absolutely. Just uh, know I'm grading you on accuracy. Yeah. So yeah, go. taking notes from the <laughs> from the previous two. Yeah. Yeah. So his beard was 42 inches long, <laughs> and uh, he now has a three-inch spur. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you're not far off if you combine them both. So <laughs> you went. You did not go back into that area Friday afternoon like we kind of mentioned about yeah, you doing because yeah. there was a baseball game on. And I guess everyone is now going to know what your true passion in this world is, is baseball and not turkeys. I wouldn't say that. I just, uh, I did want to watch my St. Louis Cardinals play on Friday night against the Nationals. And it was quite possibly the most boring game of all of baseball time as they almost got no hit. We ended up getting one hit in about the eighth inning. Hmm. So it was about as boring as it gets. I wish I would have gone after and chased some turkeys rather than watch that game. So, yeah. But no, I, I did not go bust them off the roost like we had discussed as a possible plan of attack the week before. And anyway, so yeah, I wasn't able to do that. Okay. So you get in there Saturday morning and yeah, let it roll from there. Tell me. Tell so me the, the good thing was I was able to use a shotgun this weekend. Tennessee season allows you to use a shotgun for about two weeks during the archery deer season. Whereas last weekend, my first ever fall turkey hunt, I was using the crossbow. So mm -hmm. I got my shotgun ready, pretty much outfitted exactly like I was going on a spring turkey hunt. Got up, made my coffee, and I got out there before daylight. And I know a lot of fall turkey hunters will show up late you know just try to find them late in the morning after they've already flown down well i wanted to be there just like a spring hunt where i'm listening while they're on the roost because i think personally i believe in the fall they're still most vocal on the roost and so that's why i just got there i don't know just from videos i watched and whatnot i thought they're gonna make any sounds that might be on the roost yeah and give me an indication where they are so anyway yeah i loaded up my truck and drove out to this place where i'd seen the turkeys the week before and I walked back in there with my gun and everything, probably about a mile and a half, two miles, all the way back in here. And so, as y'all will remember from last week, the turkeys that I saw were in a pasture that is privately owned that is bordered on three sides by public woods. Mm -hmm. And so, I got up on kind of a bluff 
where I could see the whole pasture and sat down and it was a gorgeous morning. There was a big migration of speckle belly geese coming over. It seemed like constant droves of those and they were calling and everything. It was just a gorgeous morning watching the sunrise and everything. I mean, it's mid thirties, just perfect. I mean, one of those fall mornings you dream of being in the woods. And so most people probably picture that with deer hunting, but my turkey obsession takes precedence. So I hear at first light, I hear some hens and I can tell they're hens by the high pitch kind of faster tone yelps coming to my right and they were they were pretty vocal the hens were very vocal and to my left a little later in the morning the only thing i heard was kind of a little purrs and they were deeper coarser purrs than that of a hen Mm -hmm. and so knowing these gobblers have been there last weekend i thought that's that's gotta be them they're right there and they were probably 100 yards away, roosted on the edge of the field. And so I didn't want to make any kind of move. I thought they're probably going to fly down in the field, and I'll get an eye on them. So I sat there, and I sat there, and I sat there. After about 30, 40 minutes, I started doubting that I'd even heard turkeys and started thinking I was just a figment of my imagination. And so anyway, I had my doubts. And then all of a sudden, I finally see a turkey fly down. And then another turkey, and another one, and another one, another one, until there's 14 birds fly down in the field. And I put my binoculars on them, and it's them. It's all long-bearded gobblers. And so my heart gets to thumping pretty hard. I mean, they're way too far out there or anything anyway. But I'm just happy to be in the presence of them yet again. I got another shot at it kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, they kind of – sorted out their pecking order right when they flew down and then started feeding and so in my mind i thought i'm not going to call yet i'm going to wait because they're in the field and i need them to get in the woods for me to kill them Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to call yet i'm going to wait and see where they go and try to get ahead of and so i'm watching them and after about 30 minutes of just pecking around kind of where they flew down and kind of fighting each other whatnot they start establishing a direction and so they start heading this i guess it would be west of where they're currently sitting Mm -hmm. and so i'm looking on my map i use onyx on my phone and using the topography and looking at the map and looking with my naked eye at what's over there i notice there's a draw that has some really nice big oaks that runs down kind of towards the creek. And just simply by thinking, all right, if I'm a flock of turkeys or I'm a turkey, where am I going to go when the sun gets up and starts heating everything up and I want something to eat? I'm going to go walk through this nice oak grove and on my way to the pond or the creek down there to get some water because turkeys do require quite a bit of water. So I just figured if I'm a turkey, that's where I'm going. So I thought I'm going to slip out of here, work my way around. They're headed that direction anyway, and I'm going to set up in that draw. And so I did that, and I got set up over there about 730 with my back against a giant oak tree. I mean, it had to be three times the width of me. And looked at my clock, saw it was 730. I can no longer see the turkeys because where I'm seated, I'm looking up kind of at the pasture. So the turkey's on the back side of the hill, and in front of me is like real nice open pretty woods running up, and then it tops out, and they're up there somewhere. I'm hoping. How far from the pasture are you at this point? I was probably 80 yards from the pasture. So, and that's at the peak. 
uh, kind of where the fence is up there because I think it's a cattle farm, although there weren't any cows in this particular pasture on that day. Okay. So I was probably 80 yards from where it tops out into the pasture. Yeah. And I guess I could have set up closer, but just surveying the situation where I was, I felt like if they come out of the pasture, they're going to come on down to where I am anyway. So I set up and the main thing I did correct is I looked at my clock and said, all right, 730. I know their turkeys were up there about 200 yards from where I'm currently sitting, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes ago, Mm -hmm. headed towards this direction. So I'm going to sit here for an hour and I'm not moving no matter what, unless you know, one gobbles and I can get around them or something, you know, unless if nothing changes from right now to for an hour, I'm not moving. Right. And so I sat down and I started soft calling. I just wanted to sound like a gobbler or a Jake, you know, a male turkey is over here scratching around, feeding on acorns and just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, maybe that'll strike curiosity in them as to who the newcomer is rather than challenge the flock. And so I sat there, did a little bit, a little bit there, sat there at 7.50, actually probably a little after 8, I started getting pretty antsy because I hadn't heard anything, hadn't seen anything. All was quiet, and I, I'm not very patient. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit it. I'm not very patient when it comes to sitting there and not hearing or seeing a turkey. Well, it sounds like you made it about uh, 30 or 40 minutes longer than I would have made it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you know me because we've hunted together. I think we're both in the same boat. It's like you sit down, all right, we're going to sit here for three hours, and we're going to call you know, blindly, and then about 15 minutes later, me and you are walking down the ridge. <laughs> Yelping. <laughs> anyway, I I guess I just was able to do it somehow. Mustered the strength to stay there. Yeah. And so, but about eight fifteen, I'm getting real antsy. You know, up to eight, and I'm thinking I need to crawl up to the top and get eyes on these birds again, see where they're going because they're not coming here. Like they should be here by now. And I just kept telling myself, no, you said you're going to sit here an hour. No, you said you're going to sit here an hour. You're not moving to 8.30. Like I'm... So at 8.25, five minutes before I would have stood up to move, I see a turkey head peek over the top of the ride, and it's a gobbler. And so he comes over and starts coming towards me. Well, then another one and another one, and the whole flock of 14 gobblers tops this ridge and comes over. Hmm. So in front of me, I've got nice open woods except for one spot where there was quite a bit of sunlight hitting it because it was open enough, so there was kind of some bushy growth there that was hmm. a little bit taller than a turkey. Yeah. And they kind of are approaching from behind that. So when they come out from behind that, they would be about 25 yards from me. Okay. And so they start coming down the hill. I'm no longer calling. You know, I'm just letting them come because they're coming straight at me. And so I'm no longer calling or doing anything. I'm just sitting there trying to control my heart rate and breathing that's all of a sudden gotten very rapid. (laughs) And the turkeys start coming from behind that bush in shotgun range. So the first one comes out, got a nice eight-inch beard, could have easily killed him. But I was like, you know, they're still coming. I'm going to size these turkeys up, see which one I want to kill. So they all kind of come out, and I'm looking at them like, okay, this one's got like a nice, you know, eight-and-a-half, nine-inch beard. They all mostly look like two-year-old birds. Yeah. And had ni- they all had nice beards. I mean, they, they're all really good birds. But then the last bird stepped out, 
And when he stepped out, it was very obvious who needed the bullet that day. Target had been acquired because I noticed some very long, sharp, curved appendages coming out the back of his leg. Mm-hmm. And a nice, thick paintbrush of a beard hanging down at least 10 inches off his chest. And so immediately I knew who the choice turkey was for that day. Yeah. So the problem is he's in the dead center of about 13 other gobblers, and I don't want to kill 10 gobblers in one shot. So I wait and I wait and I wait. And finally, when they got to about 10 yards, you know how turkeys are. They just kind of, I don't know if they see you breathing, blink. I don't know what it is. I didn't move. But they sensed I was there. You know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. And they didn't get, they didn't jump up and fly off or anything. But they started putting and jerking their heads and you know looking nervous. And all right, that is all that I've got for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode and the story of Cameron's first fall turkey, then you will need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. And in order to become a subscriber, what you need to do is text the word Turkey Hunter to the number 44222. Now make that one word, Turkey Hunter, with no spaces. After you text that to the number 44222, I will send you some instructions that you'll need to follow and eventually you will get a link emailed to you from me that you can click on to create your username and password for the Podbean application and pay your $18 per year annual subscription fee for the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Your $18 per year subscription will get you not only the rest of this week's episode with Cameron, but it will also get you the premium content for all of our past episodes, as well as the premium content for the next 52 weeks. There is a bunch of content that is locked up under the premium subscription, and you'll have access to all of that. Hours and hours and hours of turkey hunting information, turkey killing stories, and maybe a laugh or two for 18 bucks a year. I think it's a very cheap price to pay for all of the information that you'll have access to with your premium content subscription. I hope that you enjoyed the call with Cameron. I apologize for the little interruption there in the audio, but that's what happens when you get a guest who is on the road on a cell phone. But luckily, the audio just cut out in that one spot, and the rest of the call sounded pretty good to me. So I really do hope that you guys enjoyed it. When he sent me that picture Saturday morning, I was pumped up. I mean, almost like I was there with him, and he had shot the bird. I was just really excited for him. Cameron's a good turkey hunter, but more importantly, Cameron is a good guy, and I like to see him be successful in whatever it is that he takes on. So that was fun for me to be able to at least, I guess, somewhat be a part of that hunt in the respect that I talked to him just a few minutes after he killed that bird, and I got to hear how excited he was. Of course, I was excited too, and that was a fun call to be on. So congratulations to you, Cameron. I hope this is the first of many 
all gobblers for you. And I hope that it's a little motivation for some of you guys listening to the show to get out into the woods to get your own Thanksgiving turkey for this year. So if your state has a fall season, then make sure you check out the dates that that fall season is in and get out there in the woods. So hey, that's all I've got for you guys for today. But before I cut you loose, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. This week, you could help me out tremendously if you would go to the I Am Turkey Hunting Facebook fan page and find the post on the I Am Turkey Hunting Facebook fan page for this week's show and share that on your news feed on Facebook. If you would do that for me, that would be a huge help that lets a lot of people that you are friends with see that post for the Turkey Hunter podcast and maybe another turkey hunter or two will find the show that way and we'll grow the listener base a little bit. So thank you again for doing that. Thank you again for helping me out with all of the favors of the week that I ask you guys for. And while I'm saying thank you, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.